powered by the number one REMAX real estate company in the world, Gold Nation. The Juggernaut Podcast is dedicated to helping real estate professionals and beyond become an unstoppable force, a juggernaut. We believe when the real estate professional thrives, everybody wins. Release the third Wednesday of every month. Each episode will leave you inspired, energized, and ready to be unstoppable. Want to learn more about the Juggernaut Podcast? Go to www.juggernautpodcast.com. Here's your hosts, Stephanie Flood and Anthony James. Hello and welcome back to the Juggernaut Podcast. Hi, Stephanie. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you, Anthony? I'm doing lovely. I'm excited for today's special episode with a very special guest all the way from Southern California. What's going on, Keith Myers? How are you today? Hey, Anthony. Hey, Stephanie. It's a, it's a great day in Southern California. I'm in the uh, lovely city of Westlake Village and enjoying a Friday, uh, especially with you two. All right. Well, we are uh, excited to get into this conversation with you, Keith. Uh, I'm going to let Stephanie, of course, do our kind of formal introduction. But of course, you are the president of Remax One, our partners down in the South. What else do we know about Mr. Myers, Stephanie? All right. Well, if we go off of his LinkedIn profile, of course, licensed since 1984, my own addition here, part of Gold Nation since 2018, and of course, leading Remax One and Landmark Escrow. But there's so much stuff that I know we're not covering in this super brief bio. So, Keith, I want to turn it over to you. I know a lot of our audience knows you. We know all the Southern California folks know you. But can you share a little bit about your background and kind of how how you got to be where you are with Gold Nation? Sure. Yeah. Um, Try to uh, be succinct uh, and have some brevity here. But uh, interestingly, I was born in Sacramento, right in the heart of um, gold country at Sutter Memorial uh, Hospital, and I lived in uh, the area, mainly Rancho Cordova. My parents were part of the, um, you know, the aerospace growth uh, up there, and we bought a new home out on 2553 Way. I don't know how I remember that, but at, at 11 years old, I moved down to Southern California, and I pretty much lived here my the rest of my life, and so uh, California native. Uh, there's been you know, it's been a, a great journey. I um, I can say that from a young child, I've always uh, been uh, athletically inclined. I've always wanted to compete. I enjoyed that. And I think it's translated into what I do in the business world, that desire to compete and win. And um, yes, yeah, sports was a big part of that growing up. Uh, when I was up there in the Sacramento area, I actually uh, was picked. Um, a, a, a group of high school track coaches picked some kids from various elementary schools and made a relay team and got to run track in the San Francisco uh, Cow Palace at nine years old, and that was a thrill. Um, and then, you know, I played baseball and basketball and football, and it ended up giving me a free education um, at, at Utah State. And then came back to uh, sunny Southern California and you know, kind of got into the business world once I realized that uh, I wasn't going to make a, a living with a long career in uh, in football. But I took those, you know, the, the upbringing has really translated well into the world of real estate. Yeah, and I'm glad you're kind of touching on that, Keith, because I, I was hoping that we would get there today, and we're getting right into it. So thank you, because, um, of course, I'm familiar with your background, and you left this part out, but uh, I believe you played quarterback for the Green Bay Packers for a season of time. Is that correct? 
Yeah, I, uh, I was a draft choice back in uh, 1978, um, back when they had 12 rounds. I was a ninth-round draft pick and um, one of two quarterbacks picked, and uh, it was fun. I got to play for one of my childhood heroes. The head coach was Bart Starr, who led the Packers to the uh, Super Bowl wins in Super Bowl one and two. It was it was a blast, and um, but for a couple little things, maybe I would have had a ten year career. Uh, but you know, our journey sometimes goes a different path. I was there um, the following season. I I was in camp with the L.A. Rams before they became the St. Louis Rams, and then the L.A. Rams, and that was uh, that was a fun experience as well. But ultimately, um, the, both of those teams made bad decisions and decided that I wasn't the right one for them long term. So um, off I went and just jumped into the business world. Well, uh, again, I mean, congratulations. Making it into the NFL is quite an accomplishment in and of itself. And you've already kind of touched on this, which is what you learned in sports and that competitive edge that was really kind of, you know, put into you at a young age and then all the way through school and then ultimately uh, in the NFL. So I'd love for you to kind of take us there now, Keith. Like what are those things specifically that you can parallel that you took out of your sports career and have rolled into real estate specifically and how you've kind of you know used what you learned there to launch and build an incredible brokerage in, in Southern California? Right, yeah. You know, I do think there's a parallel, and I, I'm a real big proponent that parents should put their kids in sports at a young age, and um, even if they're not great, great athletes, because it does a few things. First of all, you, you learn the power of team building and getting along with others for a common mission, and you, uh, you know, it, it's fun, and then you learn the power of competition and uh, despite the, what some people say, you know, there are winners and losers and it's okay to want to win. And, but then, you know, some people have either by nurture or nature leadership qualities that come out, right? So there's always, you know, the star pitcher or there's the, the, the kind of the encourager of the team becomes a team captain in basketball or what have you sometimes not the best player, but just um, does that. So I, I learned that. I think it was a little combination of both. I was by nature more of an introverted kid, uh, but I, it caused me to, to grow and learn that. And so that once I I got into the business world and I didn't get into real estate right off, I, I jumped into the corporate world for five years and realized that that wasn't going to be the right path for me. I needed something where I had greater control of my destiny that I could use the efforts that I put into my career to get the results that I wanted. And, but yeah, I think it translates real well. And, it, and it's something many times when we're looking for new uh, folks to join us in gold nation, I found that if they have some background in, in, in competitive sports, while it's not, uh, you know, hundred percent translatable into what we do, it does help and, and cause them to realize they have to put the work in. You have to have a goal to try to accomplish. And if you do the work, you're going to be successful. I love that. I'm, I'm, as many of you may know out there, also a, a huge sports fan. Missed out on the uh, the athletic genes, so never actually played anything. But I love what you talk about with the lessons that come from playing competitive sports and so much other stuff that we see now, too, in terms of 
learning to be accepting of others and ways to work together and ways that sports connect us that you can't connect other ways unless you're in the trenches with people side by side. And it, it really does seem to translate right. to to so much of what we do of, of course, helping our agents grow and bringing them to Gold Nation to support them. I want to talk, though, a little bit about right. you mentioned leadership and how sports kind of leads some people to go into leadership. So obviously you took the the time and went through the corporate world. And I love what you said there about you weren't going to really get out of it what you put into it. So you went somewhere that sky's the limit. Your efforts will determine your destiny and your outcome. And obviously that worked out really, really well. What led you to then kind of take that next step of, hey, I'm a really successful agent, but I'd rather lead agents and help them on their path as well. What what made you take that step? Yeah, uh, if I may, I'll step back just a little bit how I uh, got into real estate. I, uh, it kind of started when I bought my first home. I bought my first home before being in real estate, and my brother had used this top agent from Colwell Banker who was kind of iconic in the neighborhood. She happened to have a new listing pop up. She thought it'd be for my brother, but it turned out it was for me. It was an REO back in 1983. And, um, I bought that home from her for $77,000 in Granada Hills. And it was a dump. It was horrible. It had pre graffiti on the walls back when graffiti wasn't kind of cool. And, uh, it, it was, it was pretty horrible, but going through that experience, I thought, huh, she's like the top agent. I'm really not impressed. You know, with all due respect. Um, and then I knew uh, some older brothers of guys that I played sports with in, in high school, as a matter of fact, and it, the two, two in particular that were doing very well, driving Cadillac Eldorados and owning one, two, or three homes. And so I, uh, on, the, on the kind of the, the subject of leadership, I went to this guy who was a leader and very successful in his own right, and I started picking his brain about real estate and he loved my background and he encouraged me to get into real estate. So I, I practiced follower, followership, if one could say that, and followed this guy. His name was Randy Green. And um, uh, if he said, you know, knock doors with your uh, pants on backwards, I was going to do it. I was going to blind faith, do whatever he did, whatever he told me to do, because he was successful. And I thought I'm every bit as smart as him, actually. That I'm smarter than him, but <laughs> willing to work as hard as him. No one would outwork me. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to try this real estate, and I did. And you know, my it took me a, a year to become full time, and then um, my first full year in '86, I sold four and a half million dollars of real estate. Next year, I sold seven and a half million in real estate. And in 1988, I sold fourteen and a half million dollars in real estate. Number one in my company, number one in the area, and I thought, I got this, baby. I got this. Well, next year I went down to 12%. And then we ran into a, a little recession in Southern California, aerospace driven. And I had a real adjustment period and it taught me the power of understanding, keep some dry powder and, and you know, live within your means. And, and then to take the, uh, the challenges and turn them into opportunities. And I ended up getting some REO accounts, work with Fannie and the Bank of America and others. And, Really, you know, to kind of turn that into a positive in the 90s. But during that whole process, so I, I was a top farming agent. I was a top agent in my company. I was um, became a top REO agent. And then I thought, you know what? I kind of need another challenge. 
And so I thought about doing something that kind of is so hard to do now, which is maybe I'll go start my own company. And there was some turmoil at the company I was at. Um, and just about then, my, my, uh, my, who became my partner, um, uh, an icon in my mind, Todd Olson, uh, approached me with a kind of an offer I couldn't refuse and was to come alongside him and be his, uh, his minor partner and help him grow. So he was really good at what we call development, the retention side, but not a recruiter. So I came along and we, we started growing. That was in 1996. I said, let's go for this. And it was exciting. It was great. I got to really do that leadership side in a different way and see people come to our company and have success and that momentum and that, that camaraderie and collaboration we developed um, was phenomenal. And it's something that our industry, you know, stars for now, whether they know it or not. Um, the stuff that I did way back when, when we would get together and do, uh, you know, handwritten notes on the evenings and, you know, eat pizza and call back people we door knocked that day and all that back in the 80s. And then in the 90s, getting these new agents to the company and growing. That's what I see Gold Nation is going to have the greatest advantage going forward. And I know I'm kind of bouncing around on this stuff, but so much of the world has gone remote and, you know, avatars and stuff like that. And while there's some value of technology, there's something about the human um, collaboration of getting uh, like-minded people together and pumping each other up and really working together while you're not uh, you know, necessarily teammates on uh, on one big team. You're you all on mission, and, and that's what we say here at the Gold Nation. We we're putting the real back in real estate because we do have bricks and mortar. We do have engaged uh, leaders and managers and staff, and we have the best agents in the world. Why not put us all together and and use that? And so on on the leadership point of view, I want to. I want to be one of those leaders, and I, that's my mission now is to, to lead our crew and to work with the leaders throughout Gold Nation so that we can, we can bring our, our agents together and, uh, you, know, you know, during changing times like we're in right now, encourage them and look at new and better ways to go out and encourage our spheres of influence and, and the customers that we serve to uh, keep them engaged and, and keep them moving down the path in into home ownership and, and beyond. You know, I want to, uh, I want to kind of fast forward now to current day and you've been licensed since 1984, you know, 28 years, give or take maybe a few months. Right. And you've been through some markets during that span of time. Yeah. And so, you know, Reading the headlines today, obviously there's a you know there's some things changing in our markets today, and there's a lot of negative press and headlines out there. And so, how are you how are you leading in this market specifically? What messages are you giving to the agents in Southern California to help guide the shift as things you know kind of shift and change in current day and in the coming months potentially? Yeah, that's a great question, Anthony, and, and it's something that I ponder each and every day and try to give a um, encouraging and steadying voice without, you know, puffery and making stuff up and, and ignoring the elephants in a room of the challenges that we have. 
Okay, so in the 38 years that I've been in this real estate, I've seen interest rates go up and down. I've seen um, demand go up and down. I've seen inventory 10 times as much as it is right now. I've seen all kinds of stuff. I, I had a time where I had 38 listings back in the REO days, and there's time I would sit in an open house and take a nap because nobody would come, not one person in an entire open house. So what I've tried to do is say, okay, we revisit the past, but we don't revisit it exactly. So those that are uh, fearful that this is 2007, 8, 9, 10, difference is so dramatic that we need to calm uh, our, our agents, number one, and um, the uh, the consumers that this is so different. You know, there's, there's, tw- there's uh, I believe it's uh, 12 million more households today than there was in 2007. The uh, millennial group that are coming into their 30s versus the Gen Xers that were it coming into their 30s in 2007, there's 5 million more now. Household formation and underlying demand with a still strong economy with an uh, unemployment uh, rate at 3.7%. It's still a great time to buy. And uh, I, I'm a little bit of a um, outlier that, uh, you know, all the economists say that we're not going to see price re- reductions. We're going to see a slowing a price appreciation this year. I, I think apples to apples. And sometimes you look at median price, that's, a, you know, it, it's a misnomer because, well, I won't go into too much. All I could say is if you go apples to apples, I actually see prices coming down ever so slightly. But listen, they're going to be higher than they were a year and a half ago or two or three or four or five years ago. There's still, it's still a lot of equity. We have $17 trillion in equity and real estate, residential real estate in the United States. Totally different scenario than when we were selling homes in 2007, Fogga Fogga Mirror 80-20 piggyback loans up to $1.5 million with zero down. It drops 2%, you're underwater and people just walk. We're not going to see that this time. So my message to my folks ongoing is look at the data, study the data yourself and recognize that we've had a big pandemic-like gut punch of interest rates rising 3% in you know less than six months. And now it's got to settle in a little bit. We've got to get a handle on inflation. The Fed's going to keep uh, you know raising the Fed funds rate to try to slow the economy. But the sheer power of the household growth and the need for housing, we're not building enough. We're still not building enough to satisfy that. We'll keep demand relative to supply in such a way that if you go out there and take great price listings, and if you go um, do a good job in uh, counseling and serving your buyers, you can thrive in this market. You just need to be cognizant of it and go out and do the work. That was really a fantastic answer. And I think so much of our audience hasn't had a chance to really hear from you directly, Keith. And and I know, having worked with you for a number of years now, that you know your market and the statistics and the historical perspective. So I love that you were able to share that and know all of the statistics about the houses and the rates and everything else. It just really proves how much you know everything that's going on and have that perspective 
and are able to bring that to your agents and to the agents of Gold Nation. So I love that you were able to to share that so that they can all get that that feel that that I already know. Um, I, I want to go sort of backwards, Thanks. not very far backwards, <laughs> yeah. but a little bit backwards. So let's look back at yeah. the last two and a half wild and crazy years, right? Not necessarily from a right. real estate perspective, but a little bit. So obviously all of our lives kind of got turned upside down in March of 20 and then sideways and right side up and, you know, whatever direction we're facing now. So how did that shift and that having to be away from people and the remote and all the telework and all the stuff that we had to go through over the last two and a half years, how has that kind of impacted your outlook or your approach or your leadership? What are you doing differently now as a result of what we've been through? Yeah, great, great question. So I've always been uh, an in-office guy. You know, I I get up in the morning, get dressed, get into the office for my entire career, you know, and then from there, you know, you're out appointments, prospecting, whatever you're doing, but, you know, then come back to the office. But I I did my work in the office. And when we were kind of forced by um, the pandemic to kind of adjust that when we, we, you know, pretty much closed the offices for a period of time. And we were one of the soonest to kind of reopen with safety measures. Um, you know, I started, uh, you know, I set up an office. I kind of kicked my wife out of her home office and I felt bad about that, but we shared it, but she deferred to me and we set it all up. And I, then I started finding the power of the convenience of no drive time, no, you know, no driving to a lunch um, restaurant, um, no distractions. I don't have any small children, don't have any animals right now. Just bam, get to work. I, I thought, wow, this is, this is efficient. But truly one of the things that really helped the most is that all of us at Gold Nation, we jumped on it early and hard to collaborate together. If you remember, and, and I know you do, you and I and Anthony and the rest of the team, James, Keith, we, we met every afternoon on Zoom. We met for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, five days a week for many, many weeks, months. And then we, we, t- we dropped it, the, we dropped the Friday off and then it was four days a week for many, many months. We had uh, meetings that we had our managers in twice a week, including one, uh, all of Gold Nation and, and then one just um, kind of in, in the different regions. And that connection was helpful. We started a, uh, a once-a-week company-wide Zoom called Remax Matters in Southern California that continues to today, and as a way of just connecting, knowing that we're we're far and wide, uh, call the troops, get them information, give them um, business tips and ideas to to take this new market phenomenon and. You know, we couldn't do open houses and yeah, the show with a lot of protocols and peds and all that stuff. And it really, really helped. But what it also did is it showed to me that as good as all that was, and it was, and it's great. And honestly, we've kind of backed off that. And I, and I was talking to Keith R the other day, we, we need to kind of ramp slightly back up because that connection was so helpful to me and I just, I know to so many of us as leaders, but what we're doing now is we're, we're doing, um, you know, in-person office meetings again, 
maybe not quite to the level that we did back in 2019 and before, but we're, uh, we're working with all our managers and all the locations to get the agents back together. Like I said earlier on, on this uh, call here, we, we really to, do believe that one of our secret weapons really is our, our great facilities, our engaged management, our devoted staff, and our world-class agents. Who wouldn't want to leverage that and get people involved? And here's the thing. As a leader, the thing that breaks my heart the most is when we do have somebody who leaves us or who is failing, and it's almost to the person, someone who has not leaned in, who is not engaged, who does not check in on the Zoom, who does not try to incorporate first IO or hustle or doesn't join Brian Maker's Innovation Tuesday, which are amazing, by the way. All these things that we do, we it's still up to the agents to join. And while we, as leaders, push and, and call and try to encourage that, I, it, it breaks my heart when, when somebody falls through the crack. And I know that if they just had engaged a little more, they would have got through this and, 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 you know, and had some of the success that some of our, you know, we have some agents that have been in the business as long as me, even longer, or, or, you know, maybe a little less that, you know, had their best year ever last year. And, you know, when you're in the business, one, for example, a guy named Richard Collins, he's been in the business over 40 years and he had by far his best year ever. And you know what? He is on our Zooms. He does come into the office. He does engage. And it's really helped him do that. And that's the kind of stuff that warms my heart when I see that. And and the other side, it breaks my heart when we get these secret agents and they just just don't realize how powerful the whole Gold Nation um, group is, all of us together. Yeah, that's well said, Keith. I can uh, I can certainly relate. You know, I remember back in 2020 when COVID came and the shutdown happened. You know, at first I was like, "Oh man, this this Zoom pace is such a grind." I didn't sign up for this. You know, it's kind of what I was thinking in my head. Right. But then eventually, like you, I was like, "Oh man, look at all the efficiencies here. Like, I don't have to drive anywhere. I can just get right to a meeting." Like, there was so much that I then became comfortable with. And then ultimately it just became my new normal. And so then I ran, you know, at that pace and found that new balance of, you know, working at home and being at home all the time and being on zoom. That was just the new reality. And then as things started to open back up, I have found myself really having to force myself, right. To, to get back out into the marketplace and to have those live connections because as you've already stated, I mean, there is so much power and goodness that comes from sitting down face to face with somebody. There's just a whole different level of energy. You know, you kind of touched on it earlier, you know, the, the avatar, you know, Zoom lifestyle versus that in-person connection and how that can really help lift one's spirits and energy and motivation and all around because, you know, this business can be somewhat of an island type of business. And so being around others that are also in the trenches, selling real estate, going through similar challenges or struggles or triumphs. I mean, there's so much, you know, greatness that can happen in those types of environments. Yeah, you know, I'll use a little analogy. Um, I know you're physically active, uh, Anthony, and uh, yeah. And by the way, you know, I've gotten to know you so 
so much better, mainly by Zoom, learning, you know, your little MMA stuff, and you were a wrestler in high school, and I mean, you're a fascinating guy, but that's for another podcast. But anyway, when we think about, you know, working out, for example, when the pandemic hit, I was always a gym guy. I didn't want to work out at home. I would go to the gym and mainly just, you know, push some weights around, you know, not big, big and strong like Coach Mike Lefton, although ironically, that's where we met, and that's nurturing relationship at a gym caused him to join uh, Remax One and Gold Nation. But, um, you know, so I, I was forced, I thought, well, we took long walks, and I thought, hey, got to do something. So I bought a Peloton, we outfitted a, a room we had, made a little home gym, and it was okay. It was, it, it, it worked. I got to work out. But think about this, and I know you'll agree with me. My best times when I was getting the most out of my workouts is when I had a season in time for a couple of years, many years ago, where I had two workout buddies where we would work out together. And having that, um, that, that, you know, that brotherhood, so to speak, that we had to be accountable to each other. It was cold or rainy or whatever. We still knew. I knew that Tom was going to be there. You know, I, I, I knew it had to get there. And, uh, and then, you know, they pushed you through one more rep and you get, you know, you wouldn't cut your workout short. My, my point is working out with somebody, being accountable to somebody, having somebody coach you and trying new things in the gym and, you know, a, a new way of, uh, you know, eating a different supplement. It was a phenomenal season in, in my life. And, but for one moved away and then I moved away, um, probably would still be doing it. But the same thing is the, is our agents. If you, if you just have a, an agent buddy and then you get involved in coming into the office and you guys kind of just share, and I use guys, uh, you know, gender neutral, it, it just creates something. You don't have to be teammates, just encourage each other and get into the office and create a little uh, small group and, and work with your manager and come to the in-person events that we have. Sometimes they're, they're fun. Sometimes, the, you know, they're, uh, you know, wine and cheese events. Sometimes they're lunch and learn. Sometimes they're, um, you're just pure um, educational things, but that'll make a difference in your, your career. Not only will you be more successful, you will enjoy the journey more. When I was working out at my very hardest, it, you know, it was a grind, but I got the most out of it. And I couldn't wait till the next morning to show up to see the guys. And that's what I would love to to get our agents to see, to really want, I want to get into the office. I want to see Mary and Raj and Wafik and whoever, you know, I want to come in and see the group and let's get fired up and let me check and see how uh, he's doing or she's doing. So, yeah, I think that uh, Zoom connection is really going to stay here. We're going to utilize it. It's a great way for us to get information out, podcasts like this, all those things work, but what really is going to make us uh, help uh, make us even the best we can be is by encouraging agents to come back and uh, spend some time together in person. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm reminded of uh, of a season of time when my jujitsu gym was was closed down for a few weeks because of COVID. And, you know, I, I had picked up one of those, uh, like throw dummies that, you know, you can kind of practice on mm -hmm. and I brought it into my home gym, uh, home gym. I have a wrestling mat in there 
And I'm going to tell you, man, there, I, I tried it once. I was like, I can't, you know, I can't do this by myself with this dummy, right? Like I need a real right. person to train with. And so I just right. was chomping at the bit to get back around, you know, other guys that were training and uh, it just makes all the difference. And I know we're talking about, you know, real estate and business, you know, specifically on the podcast. And so I think, you know, the biggest takeaway that I'm getting Keith from your message is, you know, Hey, if you, if you're still sitting at home and reading the negative press and the headlines, and you're not getting out and re-engaging your office and your leadership and other agents, now's the time. Now's the time to get back out and engage. And there's going to be plenty of positive things that will happen in your business uh, professionally, but also personally where morale just gets lifted. I mean, walk into an office and be around Keith Myers. How do you leave the office feeling worse off, right? Like I'm going to feel pretty good. I feel pretty good just talking to you on the phone on this podcast. Well, that's kind of you, but it's true, it, right? It is so true. Uh, I, of course, being a little bit different because our office was in the office pretty much the whole time, but limited group. But I will say, and and Keith, I don't think you've gotten to visit. You have gotten to visit the new service center. I can't remember, but our new service center. I are, haven't. No, oh, no. Okay. I, I see it on Zoom. <laughs> we we got to get you up here. And so any of the uh, Northern California agents that have gotten to visit know that we have a really strong crew and a really fun vibe here at the office. So that works with agents and it works with the employees too, because we've created a culture here where contrary to what you read and what you see on TV, our team wants to come to the office every day and wants to be here and engage and support the agents and the population. So this is real people. This in-person thing matters. That's why things were in person for so long. And that's why we're going back. I can vouch for that. I, I think you have a pillow over in a corner and you, you sleep there some nights. You're there so much, Stephanie. <laughs> it feels that way some days. My family might agree with you. <laughs> I, I, with obviously your um, background, your drive, your history of success, everything that you've done and accomplished, which obviously continues on every day now, I'm wondering if there's somebody in your life that inspires you to do what you do, to go this hard, to go to the mat, to take care of the agents, to do everything you do daily. Is, is there someone in your life that has inspired or does inspire you to do that? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, earlier in my life and, you know, I drew inspiration from, uh, from sports figures. Willie Mays was one of my childhood heroes when, yes, believe it or not, I was a giant fan when I lived in Sacramento and I just slowly evolved to a Dodger fan when I came south. <laughs> but, you know, and Joe Namath and, uh, you know, some of these other people that some people on the call don't even know what who they are. But um, then as time went on, you know, kind of looked at business leaders and, and, and such, you know, I read various people and I go through different seasons of reading a lot. Right now, I, you know, I need to crack the whip of myself and get back and get you know, do some more reading. Um, but, you know, I like to read Tom Peters and John Maxwell and Tim Ferriss was interesting, you know, four hour work week. Not that we should work four hours, but if you're so efficient, you get your whole thing done in four hours. There's a way to really the mindset and in those kind of things. But So this is going to sound a little bit corny, but right now um, the guy that that I draw the most inspiration I, that I look to as as a leader because he is steely focused on one thing, and that's being the best and creating an environment that 
um, improves people's lives, staff, agents, and management. It's our, it's our, uh, it's our guy, James O'Brien. Um, when I talk to him, without exception, uh, I may be, you know, maybe I got hit upside in the head and we had some additional expenses or, you know, sales are off or what have you. And I'll, I'll just, I'll talk to James and he'll kind of lay out the vision and here's where we're going. And so, uh, yeah, my boy, James O'Brien is the truly, uh, my, my inspiration of, for trying to do my share of building, um, this juggernaut of gold nation into while already the number one Remax organization in the world to even higher, higher standards and higher ground to be, you know, an epic world renowned group of people. I love it. I love it. Keith Myers. Well said, I'd love for you to share any just final thoughts that you have words of wisdom, anything you want to give the audience before we wrap up today. Yeah. You know what I'd say is, you know what, you know, folks, we all underperform to our potential. And I, I, I can say that, uh, sometimes it's a grind when we think like, Oh, I'm ever thinking about it. I got to figure out how to get one more sale. But if you can do a few things, learn every day, just read, learn, draw inspiration from somebody, you know, meditate, pray, just, just start with that basis and then shoot way higher, really aim, shoot higher because truly you will, even if you fall short of that, you'll get higher than where you go. <laughs> You're going without it. And, you really deserve it. And then uh, really, I, I honestly believe to the person, uh, everybody listening here is w- within reason. You can do whatever you want, but you need a plan. You need to execute that plan and you need to have passion for what that's going to happen in your life. And here at Gold Nation, I can speak for all the leaders that I engage with all the time. We all love you and want you to have the best life. It's our mantra, helping agents have better lives. And we really believe it. And we, um, we want that for you. And, um, if you have any friends that are not yet working with us, we want that for them as well. So, uh, go get them, everybody. I, I really appreciate you, Stephanie and Anthony more than I tell you. So I'll use this time to just say thank you for all you do for, for me and gold nation. And I do look forward to seeing you two in person real soon. That was so well said mic drop moment there. I love, love your thoughts and, and those final thoughts to share with of course, gold nation and our audience. This has been a really inspiring episode. I'm glad that much more of Gold Nation had a chance to get to know you better, Keith, and looking forward to continuing to grow our relationship as our five states come together more as one. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Anthony. This has been another, another great episode of the Juggernaut Podcast, and we will catch you all on the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us and listening to the Juggernaut Podcast. Our vision is truly to inspire our listeners to become an unstoppable force, not only in business, but also in life. To develop that juggernaut mindset that will embrace conflict, overcome adversity, and influence positive impact in the communities we live, work, and serve. It is time to awaken the juggernaut in us all. 
We look forward to bringing you another inspiring episode next month on the third Wednesday right here on the Juggernaut Podcast. Until then, take care and continue to be unstoppable.